What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's June 3, 2022, and this is Lift and Learn episode 89. In this episode, I'll be talking about how long it'll take to see progress on your body. This varies from person to person, but in a few weeks or months, you should start to see changes. So maybe you're not looking at your progress carefully enough. I'll get into that one later. And then in the second topic, I'll tell you if you can actually hit the same body part every day. The answer might surprise you there. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. One of the keys to making long-term gains in the gym, so like muscle or strength, and even for just overall health benefits, one of the keys to long-term gains is to switch up your programming every few months. Okay, so that's a pretty general statement, but let's talk about it right now because I've actually been getting some questions about this or some variation of it from clients or just people from the gym asking for a bit of advice. When someone approaches me with something like, how do I keep getting stronger? So something I'll always ask them instead of just flat out answering the question right away, a little history of their own training is something I ask them about first, because that's important when looking at what to do going forward. And this also depends on the goals you have. So if your goal is to get as strong as possible, which should be a main focus in some kind of way at some time in your training, the best way to keep on making progress is to occasionally switch up your training program. You can't keep doing the same thing every time, like the same 3 by 8 routine, 3 sets for 8 reps. You can't just do that for over a year and expect to make the same kind of progress you were when you first started the program all the way to the end. Eventually, and it doesn't take that long, Eventually, you're going to hit a wall with your progress, and that's when it's time to switch the programming up. So if you were previously doing some 3x8 routine, switch up the volume somehow, maybe move to a strength phase where you're going uh, maybe 4x5 on squats or whatever it is, you need to train your system as a whole, meaning you have to train sometimes in a higher rep range, sometimes in a lower rep range, and maybe sometimes more athletic-based training. You gotta get all of those muscle fibers involved in your training to make the most amount of gains you can. Yes, if we're going by the science, the lower rep ranges will help you build strength faster. It'll make a slight difference, but if you do it forever, you're gonna eventually stop making as much progress as you were when you first started doing the routine. That's when it's time to reap the benefits of a different kind of volume with your programming to continue to make progress. It's a good idea to switch up your programming before the plateau even happens. Actually, it might even be more beneficial. If, on your current program, you feel like you're giving max effort just to make a tiny bit of progress, that's when it could be time to preemptively change your program. So before you hit that plateau, changing your programming could actually be even more beneficial. 
If you're someone who seems stuck with their training right now, take a look back at your training and maybe that switch or that means switching up some kind of metric in your training. It could be the amount of sets you're doing, the reps, the overall volume, the tempo of your exercises, or even the time you rest in between sets. There's so many little things you can do to change up your workout. You don't want to get to a point where you're doing the exact same thing every time you go in there with the same amount of weight and the same amount of reps and sets. In this case, you'll just be maintaining your muscle and strength at best. So make sure to switch things up every now and then and... That'll help you continue to make progress going forward. I was just telling this to my buddy who I saw in the gym this week. I was in the gym and usually I'm just super focused. My headphones are playing just the right music. I mean, I love working out in the morning because there aren't a lot of people there. And usually the people in there are the consistent ones. Mostly everyone in there is just focused on their workout. But one day this week, I don't know what it was. I just felt super relaxed. Like I was still focused, but more of a calm kind of focus. And my workout went great. I had some in-between set talks there with some people in the gym. Usually we just nod at each other and that's it. But I was feeling social that day. And this topic came up about continuing, continuing to make strength gains going forward since that was his main goal. In his case, he was doing a 5x5 workout routine, but he's been doing it for over a year or something. So even though you want to stay in those lower rep ranges, maybe doing 3-5 to reps per set, because the science says that those are where you can gain more strength and add weight to the bar. After doing it for such a long period of time, eventually you will hit a plateau, which is something I brought up to him. So he thinks he's maybe 10 more pounds that he could add to his lift before he hits that wall that I'm talking about. I just told him to switch that programming. I didn't tell him to do it right away, but I told him, you know what, in a few weeks, it would be a good idea to do it so he doesn't get stuck. And there's other ways to judge your strength also without the need for hitting your max lifts every week. Calculated one rep max may not be the most accurate way to measure strength, but it's a pretty good indicator for anything under 8 or 10 reps, I feel like. It gets more inaccurate the farther you get from one rep, but looking at your training that way, like, okay, so doing 225 pounds for 5 reps is a calculated 1RM of 262 pounds. So that means if you can hit 225 pounds for 5 reps... Judging from that, there's some formula that you plug that into and it gives you a theoretical number of your max being 262 pounds. But if you switch up the training and get to something like 205 pounds for 10 reps, so that's lighter weight, higher reps, that's still a calculated 1RM of 273, which is more than 262. So you do still get stronger regardless of what kind of training program you're on. There's plenty of ways to make gains, not even just strength, but overall like health span or lifespan benefits by doing anywhere from 3 to 20 reps if you make the workout a bit challenging for yourself. So even going lighter with the weights that you lift throughout your sets, you can still build total strength. So it's not like you're sacrificing all of your strength gains when you switch to a higher rep range. So that's a little bit of my thoughts on that one there. I always see this guy, but we usually just nod and go about our day, you know, the bro nod. <laughs> I don't really like to bother anyone in the mornings because I usually don't have time to waste either when I'm in there, but I was feeling friendly this week. What can I say? And for my own training, that was the same day I hit this 265 on bench for five reps. I'm chilling in this range right now. It felt great. 
I think by my 32nd birthday this year, hopefully before that, I should be lifting the most weight I've ever done in most of my lifts, which is pretty amazing since I've been working out for nine years or so now. The last few training years have been tough though, man. I got injured in 2015, 2016, and then I had one or two good years of good training there, then injured myself in 2018. Oh my God. And then I got a bit strong again. I dislocated my shoulder. Then 2020 and 2021 was the COVID pandemic. So that really stalled my progress as well. Just brutal, man. So hopefully right now I can string a few good months of, I mean, training here. 2022 should be a good year for training. I always preach on here about mobility drills. So that's really what I've focused on for 2020 and 2021, and I think that paid off big time, actually. I surprised myself earlier this week. I was doing that one hamstring stretch where you're just standing up and then you reach down to touch your toes. I could never touch my toes, even while rounding my back. I seriously could get barely to halfway down my shin. Like, my hamstring flexibility was just horrible, and it's always been that way, but... I think because I spent so much time on mobility the past two years, because I've been stuck at home doing home workouts, I made sure that I didn't waste that time, so I was working on that as my goal. Something else to just focus on, right? It paid off, because this week I just casually went down to grab my toes, and it was like it was nothing. My knees are slightly bent, yeah, but I probably added like six inches of hamstring or maybe hip mobility or flexibility. That was really shocking to me. So that's something that also stood out to me this week, even though I just got super off topic there. 2022 should be a good training year. Maybe all-time PR soon. Cross your fingers for me. My all-time bench PR is 325, but this was way back in 2015, so that's like ancient history at this point. It's good to see that I'm going to pass that pretty soon. As long as I continue on this good trajectory and don't get injured... But ever since the pandemic started, though, I haven't really gotten back into sports. I guess that's a good thing. But I'll still spend one day of my training throughout the week outside of the gym. Lately, I've been doing sprints on the track across my house. But I gotta shoot the basketball around sometime soon, too, because that's something I miss the most. Golf is back in full effect, so that's another way to get outside and stretch my legs. Summer's great, even though it hasn't officially started yet. I even spent one lunch this week, and I'm still reading this Steve Jobs book. I'm more than halfway through, but his hippiness, I swear, it like got to me this week. I had to go get groceries this one week, in the middle of the day, and when I was driving back to the gym, I saw this small, empty soccer field. So I pulled over for a bit, went into the grass in my bare feet, and just walked around reading the book for a few minutes while I took in some deep breaths and got in some steps while I was at it. It seems like something Steve Jobs would do. In the book, it would go over multiple times about Steve Jobs and his business walks where he would try to like suck up to somebody or tell someone his next great idea or tell him he shit or something. Seriously, he's like telling people he's crap and the shit they're making is shit. Yeah, he has a bit of a temper. I'll tell you someone who's probably mad. Golden State fans, it's the NBA Finals, folks. It's the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. And yes, Celtics won the first game, even though Jason, he's only 24, Tatum, he didn't have the best first game there. But if they won and he didn't play well, I guess that's a pretty good sign, no? 
I don't think their supporting cast members are going to keep it up the whole series and look like they did in the first game, but I'm glad they won. I don't want to see Golden State win another championship, even though I still think they will, and I think Steph Curry is a great shooter, but I just hope the Celtics win. Again, I don't even like their team either, but Tatum's one of my favorite players. He's just super smooth when things are clicking for him, like his sidestep and the step backs, so smooth. They look wicked, but only when they go in. And briefly, hockey, because that's so much more exciting than the NBA, like Bill Burr always says. This Colorado versus Edmonton series, I really hope it goes to Game 7, because even though I think Colorado will get it done in five or six games, but man, that first game in the Western Conference Finals, that was insane. It was like 3-2 after the first period, and something like 6-4 to four after 2, and the final score was like 9-6, to six? like ridiculous. Avalanche have to be the cup favorites right now, even with their backup goalie playing. Their goalie doesn't even matter because the offense is nuts, and they're up two to nothing in the series, so we'll see if the Oilers can respond there. Enough about that, let's talk fitness already. Question one How long will it take to see progress? I've been working out for half a year and haven't seen much of a difference. This is a question where there's not a ton of context. It would be easier if I could talk to this person and ask more questions about this, like how's the diet, sleep, and what kind of exercise routine they're doing. Here's the thing though, it shouldn't take you that long to see progress, maybe a few weeks, two to three months at the most. A possible problem here, people usually only look at one metric. That's why I'm saying to look at everything you're doing as a whole. You may see your weight on the scale not move at all in six months, and if that's your focus, then that means you made no progress. But this same person, whose weight hasn't changed one bit, or maybe just one or two pounds in either direction, this same person could also have been increasing strength in the gym, now they're squatting 25 more pounds, or they notice that they're happier throughout the day, more energy, or they're getting better sleep, or you're someone now who's finally starting to make some of their own home-cooked meals throughout the week, so that means reducing the amount of fast food they're having and just making better overall choices. Those are compounding progress gains right there. Those kind of behavioral changes are exactly what you should be looking at. The progress is there, but you just have to be consistent with all of it and look in the right places. Just try to improve your life in those little ways, and they're going to pay off in the long run. One of the main reasons why someone may think they're not progressing is because they're someone who looks at themselves in the mirror every day. Maybe you'd look better without even realizing. That's a reason why pictures can be super handy. Take them once a week or even once a month. And I guarantee if you're getting stronger and have all those other benefits, I have no doubt that you've made progress, even in the way you look as well, because your body composition, I mean, it has to have changed if you notice other benefits in your life. Just don't be so superficial and judgmental over your own body. That can add extra stress if you're not making progress as fast as you thought you would. It all happens pretty slowly, and you may not even be note yeah, they may not even be noticeable if you're someone who stares at yourself in the mirror every day. This really depends on a lot of factors. It will be different for everyone. If you're being consistently good to yourself for three months, if you've been exercising, changing up the diet a bit, you should be able to notice a bit of a difference in your own body though. If I was able to talk to this person, I'd also ask what kind of diet they're on. Or actually, has what they've been eating lately, has that changed for the better? 
I don't even strictly just mean are they eating only low calorie meals because that's not always the healthiest option. If you're looking to make progress, initially when you first start exercising and lifting weights, it would actually be a good idea to go in a bit of a surplus of calories. You'll notice muscle gain on your body a lot faster this way, and it's a good uh, or it's a good way to take advantage of those newbie gains when you first start exercising. This is not going to put a lot of fat on your body if you go on a tiny bit of a surplus for a few months. Now, if you're someone who looks at the scale, you may be the same weight on the scale or maybe even up just uh, one to five pounds, but I'm sure that your body composition will have changed for the better at that point. You may notice more slimmed down legs with more shape to your butt or your shoulders, something like that. And now exercise. What does that exactly look like? Like I said, you should be looking to gain strength first. That'll force muscle growth. Again, with diet, you should be in a surplus, which is contrary to popular belief there. And here's another one that you're going to, you're kind of going a bit against the grain here. You might have heard that you have to train higher reps in order to tone your muscles. I'm just going to say right now, that's bullshit. You don't tone your muscles. There's no such thing. And you don't want to be doing routines where you're doing 25 or 50 or 100 reps of some exercise to tone your muscles or a routine where you're doing as many reps as possible in 30 seconds, that's literally just building endurance. You want to gain strength and muscle, which will boost your metabolism. That makes it so much easier to transform your body, and your body composition will start to change a lot faster this way. So when it comes to your workout routine, you should pick a rep range somewhere in between 5 to 15 reps. That's a pretty wide range there, depending on your skill level. If you're someone newer to exercise, stay in the higher rep ranges. That'll help your whole body systems just learn the movements, gain coordination, motor control throughout the movements, and you'll still you'll still be able to build muscle because that's still pretty challenging. All that being said, you should you really should be seeing progress after one to three months of being consistent with this whole little fitness journey of yours. You might not or you might be making progress, but you're just not looking in the right places. So look at your daily habits, see if you've improved them, even just slightly. Be consistent with those new, smarter habits, and you're sure to be making progress in some kind of metric. Just don't be too hard on yourself and look at your whole journey, not just focus on how you look or the weight on the scale, which are the most common areas to look at. Question two, can you hit the same muscle every day? So here's something I was actually wrong about as I was maturing my my way through my own training and training others for so many years. I was always in the camp that was like, no, you can't train a muscle every single day. You need to give it at least two days or at least more than 24 hours to heal up. Recovery is important because that's where your body restores the muscle that you tore down. You need that time for your body to build up stronger than it was before That's one of the most important aspects of making progress. Now, that's actually mostly true. You do need to give your muscle time to recover and grow, but your body can actually do a good job of recovering pretty quickly, but it just depends on how much you stress the muscle in the first place, and I'll get into that in a sec. Another reason why I switched to being on the side of, oh yeah, you actually can train the same muscles every day. One of the first times I figured this out was after doing the squat everyday challenge i only did it because someone i looked up to mike rashid this guy did it for 100 days or something like that where he would squat every single day now 
most challenges are bullshit again, but I don't know. I was just in a phase, okay? Now, at first, I did just one top set every day for the first few weeks or so. I figured I would just ease my way into this new style of training. I remember I was just getting back into squats because I had injured my ankles, so I felt like squatting every day would be beneficial for me because it would be like practice, basically. So at first, yeah, I eased myself into this. I added more sets to the routine when my body felt like it was easily recovering from the previous squat day from the day before. Looking back now, that was a super smart way actually to approach training like this. And the only reason why I started out doing one top set of squats every day, so a challenging set of five to eight reps, the only reason why I did it this way was because I thought I would be sore after a few days of doing squats every single day and then I'd give up. But there was actually not too much pain and my legs actually felt good to go for the next day of squatting. Now, if you're completely new to exercise, I don't think it's a good idea to hit the same muscle every day regardless, but if you have a bit of experience, I think it could be a good idea to try it out every once in a while, and I'll talk a bit more about how to approach this properly though. If you are going to try to hit a muscle every single day, or back to back, then it's a good idea to really look at your overall training zoom out a bit because this really does depend on how much volume you're doing so look at your training on a weekly basis doing this squatting everyday routine i did it for a while and at first i was like no you can't squat every day you're gonna be too tired that's when i first realized that you can actually hit the same muscle every day it really does just depend on how fast your body can recover from your previous training day so in my case i was only doing one or two heavy sets for a month or two every single day i was able to squat every day because it actually wasn't as taxing as i thought it would be here's a quick comparison you can make okay so you can either do seven sets of squats on one day or you can do three sets on monday two on wednesday and two on friday or saturday all of a sudden that's actually more manageable if you break up those squat sets throughout the week because Doing one day where you're doing seven sets, that's challenging. Seven working sets in one day, that would be brutal. Bringing it, uh, sorry, breaking it down even further, like I said, I started out just doing one set per day, so I was still doing seven sets of squats per week. Again, this becomes even more manageable than doing seven sets in one workout. I think that'd be grueling. Even just doing one plate on the bar, that'd probably be insane pump. Do I think everyone should do this style of training every day? Should you make it a regular thing to hit the same exercise two days in a row or the same muscle every single day? Probably not, but it does just give you a bit more flexibility with your training if you can recover quickly enough and as long as you don't do too much workout volume. So not too many sets or any exercise that puts too much stress in those muscles. If you're super sore, it's not a good idea to hit the same muscle again. But a little bit of soreness could actually be okay if you're doing something less taxing on the body or you're doing an exercise with a significantly lighter load. Another example, this is why the topic even came up in the first place. I think it was a month ago or something, I had hit chest the day before. I did barbell bench press and some incline presses as well. So the next morning, I wasn't feeling any crazy amount of soreness in my chest, but regardless, I was going to give it another, at least another 24 hours to recover. So I wasn't planning on doing anything chest related, which is how training usually goes for me. Well, when I got to the gym to work out the next day, I ended up catching up with my buddy who was there. 
We talked for a bit. He was doing chest cable flies. And I told him, yeah, sorry. Can't hit that today because I hit chest the day before. And he was like, why not? I'm going super light anyway. Just hop in, push some blood into that muscle. Don't go too intense. So yeah, it's actually like active recovery if you do it properly. You don't need to hammer the muscle all the time to make progress. Some of those lighter days in between could actually help you recover more quickly, believe it or not. So yes, hitting the same muscle every day does depend a lot on the amount of training you do or your training on a daily and weekly basis. It also depends on how quickly you can recover from your own training, so there's probably some trial and error involved as well when it comes to figuring out if you can even do something like this. And be honest with yourself. Make sure you're resting enough between workouts throughout the week so that you're back to pretty much 100% or at least 90-95% to recovered when you're hitting your next workout. Again, you gotta make sure you progress enough so your program should be completely tailored to your own body. If you feel like doing an upper-lower split or you're squatting three times a week, if you notice that you're consistently weaker on the last day of the week on training your squats, for example, it could mean that you may need to give yourself another day or two so that you're fully recovered. So this does require a bit of some logic and reflecting on your own training. This is why tracking is great. The apps that they have now are actually amazing, even the free ones. You're able to look back at the history of your progress. They have charts that show your progression. So hitting the same muscle back to back isn't the worst thing in the world to do, but first figure out if you're able to recover quickly enough to even hit the same muscle back to back in the first place. That's going to really depend on the individual. I also don't suggest just maxing out every single day. That doesn't make sense to me. Regardless, training the same muscle every day is possible if you look at your training volume on a weekly basis. The sweet spot is somewhere between 6 to 20 sets per muscle group per week. Again, that's highly individual based, so just track your workouts and get stronger. And that concludes episode 89 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.